Growing Old Podcast. We might never take the world, at least we've had our say. Real talk about movies, music, politics, race, and religion. Live from New York, it's the Growing Up, Not Growing Old Podcast. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Growing Up, Not Growing Old Podcast. My name is Mike Russo, your host. Did you just fight? Was that a fight? <laughs> There's a coof. Oh, shit. Yeah, we got coronavirus. You know what? That that reminds me. Um, okay, I'm half Mexican and half Italian. Well, perfect. So I had we had Mexican food tonight. Yes. And a rare occurrence has been happening. I've been fighting fought, my <laughs> brains out, bro. So I'm giving you a fair warning. <laughs> it stinks bad. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Yeah, I should be immune, but I don't know what happened tonight. I, I don't sure, know what's going I sure on. brought my full uh, mask <laughs> here with me. <laughs> you need your face mask <laughs> with the filters on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, okay, with me is David, the um, uh, 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 president. Yes. Of the Long Island chapter of the Proud Boys. Correct. That's correct? Yes. Okay, so I had actually been on the show a while back. Mm-hmm. And the reason I uh, I reached out to you was because I am somewhat familiar with how the Proud Boys got started. Mm-hmm. Some, now, I say somewhat because not fully, um, about what the organization mm-hmm. is about, what you guys stand for and what you do. And on my social media things, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I see a lot of people posting things that doesn't seem to jive with what I know you guys as. Okay. For instance, far-right neo-Nazis, <laughs> white supremacists. <laughs> um, and I see things of like, punch a proud boy and these things. And I'm like, are they uninformed? Well, yes, they're uninformed. But they're just taking what... The media or, or the agenda, like, you know, they're just taking mm-hmm. what they hear and running with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's why I wanted to reach out to inform some of these people and to differentiate perception and the truth. So um, That's an excellent starting point. That's where I, I would like to, to start with you. Um, so the, the main thing is the... White supremacist. <laughs> You're not a white man. How do you know that? <laughs> this is a podcast. We can't see each other, right? So I'm just looking at you, and you are not a white man. No, so, no, no. So just, just let me know. Like, how did this? I just, yeah, just tell me, tell me the story. I mean, okay. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess, well, I'll, 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 I'll put up a, a metaphor here. Are you, uh, I mean, I don't know, what do you think about Trump, if you're pro him or against him? or Me, personally, and those who listen to my show, I am pro-Trump, but I am full aware that he is a little crazy. Yeah. But I, I kind of love the guy, to be honest with you. Okay, good. Well, I mean, I don't know if you, like, followed this campaign closely, but, you know, when he when he first ran, it was kind of a joke, but people still were like, okay, well, we'll give him his shot, and we'll, we'll be, I guess, as fair as we can. What happened uh, when things really started turning against him, and he started fighting this uphill battle just to uh, uh, get a get a get a fair sh- say? Is that you know when he first ran for president, he uh, you know he basically didn't want to hire any political consultants. He's like, why am I paying? Why should I pay people three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars just to give me you know advice that I could come up with on my own? You know, if you want to give me advice for cheap, fine, that's fine, but yeah. I don't need a 
hire these establishing people to help me run my campaign. And then once he went against the consultants, the political consultants, that's when all the institutions started turning on him. Oh, really? The media, okay. all that stuff. Um, I, and I only mentioned that because I think that's how the Proud Boys kind of got maligned via all the, you know, the main, the media and uh, basically all the institutions like the polit- the politicians mm-hmm. and, and the news outlets and stuff like that was, you know, we, we started meeting up, you know, once a month, just have beers, only only men, you know. And this was pretty popular back in the day, you know. It, it became less phased, or it phased out, like maybe in the, starting in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Um, but what? And, and I guess people thought of it kind of as a joke, and they were making fun of us, saying, "Oh, they're they're a bunch of gay guys, right? Why would mm-hmm. guy, guy, men need to hang out?" And uh, you know, mm-hmm. they 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 would say all these stupid things like, "Oh, we you know we drink piss or whatever," and like we didn't care because those are the people that want to hang out with you, though. That's <laughs> the thing they want to be included. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well, and this is where everything really turned. I think I, in my opinion, it was when we said specifically, "No women allowed," uh, and no, I guess, trans people. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be born. You you can be gay, you can be whatever, but you gotta be born a man. Right. Uh, you can be even maybe like a transvestite, or whatever. You can still join. Right. But you have to be born a, a man. Okay. You know, and that was it. And then I think that's when everything started turning for the worse. And like, oh well, they're a hate group. And then hate people, group was another thing I've, oh, I've yeah. seen. Yeah, hate group. Yeah, I mean the Southern Poverty Law Center in I think early 2018. Uh, that's when they officially put us on their list as as hate groups. Yes. And that's when things started really getting bad because that's when people started saying, oh, well, you're a hate group. If you're a proud boy, then you're part of this hate group. And that means that uh, you need to lose your job or we need to treat you unfairly. And then that's when I think at least at least like 35 people in our organization had, had lost their jobs. Wow, that's yeah. serious. That's, that's livelihood. Yeah, that's, yeah. You know, kids need to be fed and sheltered and yeah. clothed. and. That uh, that's something wrong with that. Dude. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 it, it's it's serious, and it's funny because our whole group was kind of almost formed off of a whim, off of a joke. Essentially, it was like you know, right? You, yeah, we were talking. You're talking about the the compound media and the Opie Anthony people, and like yeah. you know, I would hang out, you know, kind of around that scene a little bit. Uh, Gavin was, uh, you know, Gavin McInnes. He was one of the hosts of uh, one of Anthony Cumia's. Uh, shows mm-hmm. and he he had a bunch of us you know started started decided to start this group you know we're like you know, men should just meet up together and have some drinks you know, yeah whatever, sure blah 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 and uh you know that's how it started and we started making up you know men like rules and stuff like that so we started making up these arbitrary rules yeah just you know while we we're drunk and it was funny because years later we still kind of adhere to the same rules uh, Sounds like are, a good time to be honest with you just do, yeah, yeah it's you know? great I mean especially with social media and all that stuff people just want to be you know, it's 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 easy just to, you know, hang out on social media, and uh, use that as a way to socialize, which is good. I think it's, it has its place, but meeting up in person is uh, is is still huge. And now with all this whole Corona stuff, like people are starting to realize that they took that a bit for granted. People who'd go out all the time really miss going out, and people yeah. who even didn't go out that often. Uh, we're like, man, I, I, the, the one thing I wish, I, I wish I could go to that, 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 that bar that I always hated going mm. to that was crowded or whatever. Yeah. I wish I could just go there again, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's just funny because me and my, my buddies were just like, once this is all over, we're going to go on a huge bar crawl and go to all the bars we hated. Just because, yeah. like, I'd be, you know, just to reminisce and, you know, you don't, you don't know what you have until you lose it. Oh, you of know? course. So. And, and that goes with many, many things in life. Yep. Um, 
Now, now the, one of the things I heard is another kind of way that, that it got started was, which almost led up to the bar, hanging out in the bars, was that Gavin was going, um, invited to speak at certain places, mm-hmm. and groups, I don't know if it was Antifa mm-hmm. or some other groups were stopping that. Yeah. And some of the guys, and maybe even inciting some violence, and some of the guys, you know, you know, this we like him, we mm-hmm. want to protect him, mm-hmm. maybe was guarding him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And maybe, and then that was, was that, is that a true story? Is that kind of how it started too, a little bit? Uh, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, when someone has an event or whatever, we'll, we'll, we'll show up and, you know, I'm, I'm friends with Gavin, you know, I'm friends with other people and we, 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 we go to places, well, we go to places we're invited to, right? Right. I'm a big believer in that. Like I, I, I don't go anywhere unless I'm invited there, you know, and even then I'll, I'll, I'll turn down the invite, but if I'm invited somewhere, I feel like I have a right to go there and be there. And uh, you shouldn't be attacked uh, going to the event, at the event, or going home from the event, you know? Yeah. And so it wasn't like we we're his power military organization. We're just like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to go anyway. And uh, if we, you know, get harassed on the way there, uh, we're not going to take that, you know? Plus, if, if, if you know the guy and he's your friend... It doesn't matter where he's going and what he's doing, you're going to have his back. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's just the bottom. That's just the way it is. Yeah, really. exactly. And I wouldn't uh, – this is something that I would do if my friends and family were around me also. It's not anything like um, we're not looking for a fight. It's just yeah. like this is basic stuff. It's like, you know, go – if your friend's getting attacked, you got you got your, your back. You got yeah. his back. If your family member's getting attacked, you got your back. You yeah, know? Like I, definitely. I put, I play hockey uh, in a beer league, and we play once a, a week, and you know maybe every once, every two or three games, there'll be a fight that breaks out. Yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. if you started or not. It's like you got to make sure that you got an extra man, or you got to make sure you're 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 de-escalating the situation. Otherwise, it's just two referees trying to you know stop this brawl, and this is it's dangerous. You know, you got to yeah. What, what's a beer? What's that beer league you said? What yeah, is that a beer, exactly. Uh, it's a beer uh, adult. Ice, ice hockey, ice, yeah, ice hockey. Yeah. Oh man, I'm jealous, man. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I, I, I picked it up uh, actually, like not, you know, maybe like four or five years ago. I started skating and I joined a rec league, and uh, it's great. great. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fun outlet. Hockey is like the best fucking sport. Oh, dude, man. I, I used love to play it. like deck hockey when oh, I was yeah, a kid, yeah. and um, I never learned how to skate mm-hmm. ice or street. Mm-hmm. But yo, if I walk into like Sports Authority, I go yeah. right to the hockey section. Oh, it's so much fun! All the sticks, the, yeah, the, 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 the ta- even the tape. I love the tape. Yeah, the yeah, hockey tape. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, I love hockey. There's so something. Much. I was the same way. I I played a lot of hockey um, when I was younger, just like you did. You know, street deck, you know, roller hockey. Yeah. Like I always wanted to play ice hockey, but my parents were like, "Nope, that's too expensive. <laughs> I'm not waking up four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning to drive you to the ice rink." And I remember being pissed off back then. But looking back, I'm like, "Yeah," because you know how kids are. They like into one thing one year. Yeah, another thing, and but I made it a, a point that when I got older, I got my own money. I'm gonna learn how to ice hockey. I'm gonna learn how to ice skate, and then I'm I gonna learn do how, that too. Yeah. Man. Oh, I, do I, it! I might be a little too old at this point. Ne- uh, you're never, you're never too old. That's what I said. Well, that's what I started. You know, I was like that, in my late 20s, and that's what I like to say. You're never too old. But I just played Call of Duty for half an hour, mm-hmm. and I got up crooked. <laughs> my, back, <laughs> my back was fucked up. I couldn't walk to the kitchen, so I might a little be too old. But uh, I can still play wiffle ball. Yeah, I yeah, that's all. <laughs> it's funny because I, I play hockey every week and I don't think I've ever gotten injured playing ice hockey. Because you're probably in fucking shape. That's why. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the equipment. I don't know what it is. It's protecting me. But all I know is that I'll, I'll play hockey. I'll be fine. And I'll, I'll play a softball game and I'll get hurt doing that. You know, because I'll do yeah, something stupid yeah. or I'll pull a hamstring or whatever. Yeah. And, all right. So um, 
just just get a little closer to okay, the mic. Sure. Um, so the Proud Boys aren't a white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> let me, if we let me, are, we're doing a terrible job because we have a lot of people who a are A lot of not, different races. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen the pictures of yeah, all yeah. races and everything. But the Southern Poverty Law Group, was that? Yes, SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center, yep. Now, Wikipedia, anyone can go in mm-hmm. and change it, edit it. This is what Wikipedia says. Not anyone, though. <laughs> okay, right. Okay, let's get into that. <laughs> okay, so Wikipedia, the Proud Boys is a far-right neo-fascist organization <laughs> that admits only men as members and promotes political violence. Now, well, I was, the question I was going to ask you is how come someone doesn't go in and change this, but you just brought up an excellent, excellent thing. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I thought back in the day when Wikipedia came on the scene, it was like, oh, this is cool. This is great. You know, anyone can go in and, you know, through crowdsourcing, democracy, whatever you want to call it, we can actually refine the information and come with an objective truth of what something is, you know, it's good for sports. Look up like, oh, how much, uh, how many points did Michael Jordan score in, you know, 2002 or whatever? You can find that information. I think for the most part, it's okay. But pages like that, we spent so many hours, countless hours trying to fix that. And there's no way, because as soon as you make, I make any type of change, someone comes in and just changes right. it back to yeah. what, what it is. And so there's, there's owners of this content and they're the ones who are controlling what's put on that page, you know? So there's no way, there's effectively, since we've been to platform, we've been kicked off of every social media site, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. There's, and we think maybe even Wikipedia, that could be our last you know, source for, okay, getting yeah. out some information. Even that has been compromised. So just keep that in mind when people read stuff like that. And it's, it sucks because now when you read stuff like that, just probably like how when you read the news, you always have to right. put a filter to what yeah. you're seeing and reading because you're like, well, what's the angle here, et cetera. So yeah. it's just, yeah, it's just it's, frustrating. It's, it's unfortunate too because not everyone is like me who kind of has a familiarity mm-hmm. with where you guys came mm-hmm. from. They read that and take it as 100. And, oh, yeah. Okay, that's it. That's our answer. Yeah, even my family, because when all this stuff happened, I, I told them what I was part of, and they were like, okay. But then when, when they see stuff in the news, and they're like, wait, what did you get involved in? Like, why are you part of this <laughs> neo-fascist, violent group, whatever, blah, blah, blah? Like, why are you hanging out with all these you know, yeah. crazy extremists? I'm like, no, all that stuff is not true. But, I mean, so many people, even people in your family, might appeal to authority, and that's yeah. it. You know, what you say is not right, because whatever the narrative is, and you see it here with this whole corona stuff, is like whatever they're pushing out, that's what people think is the truth, and they want yeah. to, you know, there's there's pressure, there's social, I guess, pressure to conform, you know, and yeah. people don't want to get out of that uh, that range of what's acceptable uh, things to believe because they think that they'll probably get in trouble also. Yeah, but there was one thing about the Pride Boys that made me smile. Yeah. And uh, maybe this is not true either. Maybe it is. I don't know. You can you can <laughs> help me figure it out. To- <laughs> I can't, I'm smiling now. I'm reading it. <laughs> Two members of the Proud Boys brutally <laughs> assaulted members of Antifa. <laughs> so let me just tell people what Antifa is. Mm-hmm. Antifa stands for anti-fascist, but strangely, they use fascist methods to do what they got to do. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you've seen these assholes wearing costumes, larping out there, yeah. and just—I don't know. They—I'm just waiting for someone to fight back and. They're pussies. They yeah. come across as pussies to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm saying it. I don't know them. I've never seen them in real life. I've seen them on t- TV and wherever the fuck. They just seem like pussies. And 
Is that a true statement? <laughs> Can you speak on that? Well, it's it's funny because I think you know there 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 are real conflicts with real gangs like the Bloods versus the Crips and stuff like that, and and MS thirteen and stuff like that. These people, those groups are tough, you know. People like to, even I guess, admittedly, people in the Proud Boys like to say, "Oh, we're we're, we're so tough." We're, we're really not, you know. We're we're just a bunch of dudes. There's no like fascist elements of like you gotta like you know lift weights and do martial arts and you're gonna yeah. be out running like all these like missions against people. Like, no, it's like you know, it's more silly than it, anything. It, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so silly. That's a problem. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's it's so silly, and we try to keep the humor in everything we do. Uh, but for for. You know, and we didn't even pick the fight with Antifa. We were just like we were out there, and then we just started getting attacked by Antifa. And we're like, "All right, this is they're 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 pretty much in our weight class, so to speak." You yeah. know, in terms of uh, you know threats to uh, other people. So if they want to fight us, then we'll we'll we'll, we'll gladly uh, we'll gladly partake. You ask for it, now you got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the the motto is uh, we don't we don't start fights, we end them. Which uh, I think that's, it's that's yeah. Good. It's good for the Proud Boys, yeah. But now I'm starting to think of, like, you know, at least my personal f- f- philosophy. I don't know to speak for all the Proud Boys by any means, but uh, sometimes, you know, like like you're playing Call of Duty, you got you got to do the, the the kill shot, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's fine to be like, you know, standing in your position, like waiting for someone to come and, and shoot them. But sometimes you got to go into enemy territory, yeah. And, uh, you know, put an end to stuff like that, you know? So, so um, I'm happy that. I'm hearing that they actually, I'm guessing they caught a bit of a beating since brutally assaulted. <laughs> is, that, is that correct? I mean, there's there's been, I think, by and this is by leftist organizations counts, I think 200 incidents of violence uh, involving the Proud Boys. But other than what happened on October 12th, 2018 in the Metropolitan Club, there's never been one arrest of a, of a Proud Boy. Okay. So that was definitely an escalation what happened on October 12, 2018. Yeah. Because uh you know, we were uh, we the 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 narrative that we believe is that we were set up to get into that fight. Um uh, it was going to be recorded and then the government oh, yeah. or whatever whoever was going to use that as an excuse to um really like you said like that Wikipedia article says yeah. like really ice it that we are a vi- we're, we're a violent group that's going around the streets just beating up innocent civilians when that, that's that could so be silly yeah it, it, if anything we're very like distant we always want to the whole point of the Proud Boys was to you know meet up and no matter what happens whatever craziness happens in our own personal life our work our families whatever we can just go once a even we, we can retreat once a, a a month to our spot yeah and just you know blow off some steam, just have a few beers, and then yeah. that, if that's our socializing for the month, that's more than a lot of us need, you know. And that's, yeah. you know that hits the spot, and that's it. Yeah. We'll see you next. We'll see you next month. Yeah, that's <laughs> all. That's, that's all it's it just it's just amazing how so much of the media, um, like it's so influential to so many people where it's like they just take what they see, what they're told, what they read as just mm-hmm. fact. Mm-hmm. And and I, it's probably tough to like look deeper into things when everything is run by these people. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There was um, there was uh, a documentary called Plandemic that I've been hearing oh, about yeah. a lot yep. lately, and I've been hearing that people have been posting clips on Twitter and YouTube, mm-hmm. and they've been taking them down, yep. which sounds like some real '80s communist Russia type shit. Like, yeah. This well, is 
crazy. Well, you think with the advent of the internet that this would be like the 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 glory age of getting new new source of information, like you said, refining that and coming up with a better truth. But they didn't realize, I guess, how powerful this tool could be to enable individuals to give out a message. And like you said, with this whole plan, pandemic thing, any type of news that's uh, or any type of information that you put anyone puts out there that's countered to the official narrative, they will just put a squash to it. You know, like I, I haven't seen that movie. I don't know. Did you I see this, it? Or I, I, I heard it was on Netflix, but I couldn't find it. It was on Netflix, really? That's what someone said. Oh, I, I was listening to um, Anthony Cumia's yeah. show, and one of his guests said, you guys seen this pandemic thing on Netflix? Mm-hmm. He might have misspoken, mm-hmm. but I didn't see it on there. So I maybe I got to yeah. check YouTube. Yeah, maybe it was on these. Yeah, maybe it was on that. Maybe it was on YouTube. All I know is that it was just taken off. And I mean, I don't know what the content of that video was, but... You know, there's probably some things that are true. There might be some things that are, might not be true, but it should be us to us for us to see it and to make decisions for ourselves on what's true and what's not true. Yeah. Um, with that said, about like, um, I just want to talk about the one more thing about the pro- problem. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, um, I'm not sh- sure how f- familiar with skinheads you are. I mean, real skinheads, not neo-Nazi skinheads. Like, I'm not sure if you're aware that original skinheads were not racist. Yeah, and actually, most some of them are uh, uh, origins are from Jamaica. Yep. Um, and uh, but the news only reports on neo-Nazi skinheads yeah. and their garb and what they wear. Mm-hmm. And a lot of non-racist skinheads, their uniform was the Fred Perry. Yep. Um. Now, why would how why why did that become the uniform of the Proud Boys? Knowing <laughs> that the media only knows that as a bad skinhead. Uniform, not yeah, the, yeah. the it, real skin. It's funny you say that because, like, yeah, once I I was never a part of any group that was that I thought was maligned by mainstream narratives. But once yeah. you got on a Proud Boys, like, oh, I'm like, oh, wait, why is this happening to me? And I started looking at other groups, and one of the other groups was the Skinheads. And yeah. I was always talked that Skinheads were like, oh, this evil group or whatever. Right, then, of like, course. Yeah. Being part of the Proud Boys, I got, I'm like, oh, what's the Skinheads about? What are they really about? And then I you know, met a couple of Skinheads, and I'm like, it's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, these guys aren't racist at all, you know, but yeah. they just trying to pull, push that this group is. Is is bad and all that, but in terms of like the the Fred Perry's again, it was just one of those arbitrary things. It was like I think Gavin, you know, wore Fred Perry's and he was just like, okay, this is an official our official shirt, you know, and oh, that was okay. it. And that's basically <laughs> all it was, you know. Because I thought maybe he picked the Fred Perry, knowing that the media knows that, and just like almost using it as like, yeah, go ahead, like go run with off, go run with your shit, because I'm making, it, I'm feeding it to it now. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Maybe I mean maybe that's uh, some part of that. Is that true. was my theory. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, theory. I'm sure he didn't really care if they wanted to run with that 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 uh, narrative as well. But yeah, I mean, you know, people not so much in America, but I know when I was living in like England, like in the UK, it's like the Fred Perry is very popular, and it was kind of known as a kind of like a a blue collar middle class type yeah, of, of shirt, yeah. and that's it. So um, you know, that's that's pretty much all it was. And I, I think they look kind of sharp, you know. I, I have a couple myself. Oh, like, really? They're like eighty dollars, though. So that's yeah, the, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the, the problem. problem. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of people wanted to get the the their Fred Perry's or Proud Boys, and we're like, oh, that's that's pretty expensive and yeah. all that. So then we, you know, a lot of them just wear like the knockoff versions, which are like you know twenty, thirty bucks. Or whatever, yeah, you know? but the problem with the Fred Perry's is they got they're from Europe. So the shit's tiny. Oh yeah, I gotta yeah. wear like a, a triple XL yeah, fucking yeah. Fred Perry for it to look good on me. That's the yeah, problem. exactly. Everyone in Europe is all skinny, so like yeah. all the sizes run smaller. And for me, it's like yeah, I got like usually I'm a medium here, but like I was like an extra large or whatever. Yeah, I call yeah. it Brit fit. Yeah, the Brit fit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's definitely what it is. 
But um, the the sad thing about the skinheads is they'll never come back from that neo-Nazi fascism yeah. shit. They'll never come back to... There's a great document on YouTube. I can't remember the name of it. About skinheads, the origin of the skinheads, mm-hmm. where, where, how it went from this to that to oh, this. Really? And one of the original skinheads was like, yo, we'll never get back to what we were. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. sad, man. It's all because of these assholes who shaved yeah. their heads. What happened was, like, they, the Fred Perry was a working class thing. The original mm. skinheads were working class. They wore steel toe boots yep. because they worked in factories. Yeah, exactly. And for, they fought a lot in bars and mm-hmm. pubs and shit. Mm-hmm. They shaved their heads so their hair wouldn't be used against them in a bar fight. Yep. You know, these kind of things, it was like... Uh, what's that word? These things, it, it turned into a fashion thing. Mm-hmm. And they did have a lot of fashion, but it was more like everyday shit. Yeah, yeah. It sucks that they, they, they won't come back, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and to be honest, like, we're kind of at that phase also, like a turning point. Uh, maybe a I'm hoping point to help. I'm tro- hoping to help. If you want it or not, I'm hoping to help you guys oh, lose no, definitely. that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's why stuff like this helps helps you, helps us, helps everyone. But yeah, we just need to um, counter that narrative. And like, I yeah. guess this this to me, like I said, you know, that killer shot. This is for me. This is a killer shot, right? It's like you're we're going on the offensive. We're going to places, and yeah. we're we're trying to spread the uh, you know the proper message. And hopefully, you know, we can salvage the. Uh, the, our image, you know, from yeah. the mainstream. But if not, we're still always going to be doing our thing, you know? And yeah. That's it, you know? And if we never gain another member, we don't care because we have plenty of members. And it's, it's a so, lot of fucking yeah. members, man. Oh, yeah. I saw some numbers. That I don't even know if I believe in that, like 6,000 worldwide or something. Yeah, yeah. There's chapters all. I mean, it's funny because we started in New York. And and the thing was that, like, you know, I, I work as a co- consultant. That's, like, my main by trade, that's my main job, and I help companies and organizations build themselves. And I know some corporations sp- spend literally millions of dollars trying to get these like cultural movements in place and kind of latch onto them and kind of grow them. And they, they most of them just fail miserably. Mm. And a couple of guys, you know, in a in a in a bar, you know, just create some arbitrary rules, send out a message, and you know, it picked up like like wildfire yeah. when it came out in 2016. Like within a matter of a couple of months, we had chapters like literally all over the world, you know, and gaining membership. And it was just, it was just one of those things that like, it was almost like when you're thirsty and then you just drink a, a little bit of water. You're like, Oh man, that's exactly and there what was a whole bunch of other people yeah. waiting for that water. Oh yeah, exactly. You know, a yep. lot of people on the same yep. page with that. We too. didn't really have to try hard at all. That's how we're always like, well, let's try to eliminate members now. You know, that's our yeah. point. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And, um, there's, uh, well, Gavin, uh, I never, I don't know him. Mm-hmm. I barely listen to. I never listened to his actual show. I only heard him on Anthony's show. Okay, and he's so good at like parody and satire that you can take his parody out of context, put it in text, and it looks horrible. Yeah, yeah. But if you listen to him, he's joking. Oh he's, yeah, he's yeah. Jo- He's a funny, charismatic dude. Yeah, and he's so good at satire and parody that people take it for real. Yeah, it's well, crazy. It, it's it's good because he's 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 got you know he's he's a good dude. But in general, he's got like anyone. He's got his strengths. He's got his weaknesses. And yeah. he, like you said, his strengths is constructing narratives and getting attention. You know, and it's important because when you get attention, then people from all different types walks of life will um, join in the discussion, and within the discussion it becomes a conversation, and hopefully you can resolve things and get to certain decisions and learn something, you know? Yeah. But if everyone's in their own echo chamber doing their own thing and all that, then nothing ever gets resolved. So 
um, some of the benefits of, of having a guy like that is that, you know, he can bring people together. Mm. And un- unfortunately, sometimes there's some friction in terms of getting to that end goal. But sure. um, that's why, that's why you know, it's, it's just a battle and it's a fight. And then and hopefully long term, there's a light at the end of the t- tunnel and people can look back at this chapter and be like, oh, yeah, that was, a, that was a crazy time. And, you know, hopefully I'm thinking everyone thinks of the good guys, but hopefully we're, 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 we're seeing history will judge us correctly as the good guys. And, uh, and history does have a, have a um, well, I'm going to take that back because history gets fucked up after a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but well, Winners write the history, right? Yeah, that's Which what I was going to say. Yeah. But, uh, they, oh, man, what they did to him and his family and shit is fucking yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, exactly. But we were talking about the pandemic thing, the pandemic thing. Mm-hmm. So let's just kind of move on to that a little bit because yep. um, we're here in person. Mm-hmm. You're six feet away from me, not on purpose, just because that's <laughs> about how big the table is. Yep. Um, I went to a park today with the kids, an open park. I mm-hmm. found one that was actually open where I could yep. take my kids to play ball. And um, I think people are starting to, w- I don't know, if wake up or or rebel or whatever it is. No one had masks on. Yeah, yeah. No one was scared. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying that, you know, if they're gonna get sick or they're not gonna get sick. Mm-hmm. But my personal opinion is this: it was way overblown, over exaggerated. People are dying. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we both had the shit and beat it. No problem. Oh, really? We got the antibodies, right, baby? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it it was just it sucked. But it ain't. Is, what's the recovery rate? Like what, ninety nine percent? Yeah, the mortality rate is effectively zero. You know, when yeah. you think of like the statistics, it's like when you think of the factor and everything, it's like literally you have a zero percent chance of dying it, dying if you contract it. So this whole thing is crazy yeah. to me, crazy to me, and I feel like from this point in, open everything up. If you're not scared and you don't want to mask, go out. If you yeah. get sick and die, you get sick and die. If you want to be scared in your house, stay in your house. That seems like totally reasonable, but now, and that's the thing is that people are getting, at least I'm getting, I'm in general a skeptic by nature, but when you think, see things like how the government responded to all this stuff, forget about the virus itself, it just seems completely crazy and backwards. You know, they went from in February or March, whenever, when this first started coming, I think the, the, the mainstream that, oh, this wasn't a, a big deal, blah, 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 and don't be racist, and you should go to Chinatown and go eat and go to the Chinese Day Parade and all that and kiss the first Asian person you see and hug. I'm like, literally, this is what mayors across the— I remember. The, the, yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're saying, and I'm like, even back then I knew it wasn't that a big deal, but I'm like, okay, it's not a big deal, but you should just be cautious about what you do, and yeah. you should be clean and wash your hands and not yeah. you know, avoid crowded sp- spaces until we can get a handle of what's going on. And when— it went from the government saying, let's celebrate, which is what you do after the victory, not before the victory. And they went from, let's celebrate, whatever, let's go and like a party. And it went from that to, oh my gosh, this is the end of the world. Let's lock everything yeah. down, you know? Yeah. And even the lockdown procedures weren't that great because they were like, oh yeah, yeah, just uh, stay inside, but you don't need a mask. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks later, like, oh yeah, when you go out, you need a mask. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? It's the, 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 the whatever, like the, the horse is out of the stable already. Yeah. And now you're telling us to put on a mask and yeah. then they go from, okay, we'll open up May, May 1st or whatever. And then they're like, okay, May 15th and May 30th. And now, now it's June. Now it's June 13th. Yeah. And what's the, what's the angle here? Because at first they're saying, okay, we're just making sure this is, we're taking these pre- precautions because we want uh we don't want the the hospital systems being overwhelmed 
we want to flatten the curve, you know, whatever that means. And yeah. then now you see the, the curve flattening. It flattened weeks ago, mm. you know. It, it, whatever estimates they have, it came in way lower than that. Yeah, yeah. They constructed a whole hospital in Javits Center. It wasn't even used. They, that's already done. They closed that down Yeah, already. they closed it down. Yeah. And then they had the uh, the USS the Comfort, that ship or whatever that's that came That's gone in. too. Yeah. They didn't even, too. they don't yeah. need it. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of hot spots. A couple of uh, hospitals were, were really busy for a few days really and that was it now yeah. everything's back to normal and like my sister is an ER doctor in Las Vegas she's like we're doing like 10 to 15 percent of the normal activity because no one's going out so no one's like getting in a car accidents or getting sick or, yeah. getting, uh, yeah. food or alcohol poisoning or whatever it is so you know it's it, people are safer now than they've ever been yeah. before i my theory is that less people will die in 2020 than any other year in the priors just because yeah. people are just inside not doing anything yeah and this is supposed to be the the year of the pandemic yeah it's crazy and um i work in the subway system and uh i was i believe they should have shut that shit down no yeah because um you know the places are fucking crap people on top of each other like yeah. this and I, it, they just decided to like shut it down overnight about three weeks ago, yeah. and um, they should have been doing that from the beginning. Yeah, There's nobody out there. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah, I mean it's weird because I I heard about this disease like I think it was late last year because I know a bunch of people who live in Asia and they're like yeah there's this thing going around everyone's wearing masks and you should uh, you know be be careful about it and like I was trying to relay this information here but yeah. no one wanted to listen yeah you know early last year late last year early this year. Until like the government's like trying to get assessed of like how to play it or whatever. Yeah, and then they just they, they literally every step of the way, I feel like they they messed up. And then now with this whole thing, it's like, well, why aren't they opening up the state? Is it is it because we're, we're really up. not? Yeah, is it really because we're not we're not safe, or is it because New York State, which is which is bankrupt, right? They were they were bankrupt before all this happened. You know, when the economy was apparently at its best. The city was running deficits. The state's running huge deficits, which is crazy when you think about it because this is New York State. Yeah, yeah. We, we get we have so many industries here. We have uh, the finance, Wall Street industry. We have uh, the media is big here. Um, tourism is huge. A hundred million people every year huge. come into huge. the city. There's no reason why our coffers should be empty. You know, we pay so much in property tax, income tax, sales tax, et cetera. But every budget. He's just running at a deficit, and we're, we're going to debt. And this was before, like I said, yeah. before all this yeah. happened. And now that this whole thing happened, now that we're really in debt. And then once we open up things, are the tourists going to come back? Who knows? Uh, I, I, probably not. Yeah. I mean, this is, the, this is like, I guess I call it ground zero, for lack of a better word, but yeah. this is the worst state. Yeah, we, we, we're opening up, and now everyone around the world has no money. So even it's if they had crazy. money, they would. Well, are they going to spend to come spend all their money coming to New York? And if they had money, they now realize that New York is like the ground zero for, I guess, a pandemic, so to speak. So yeah. no one's going to want to come here just to get sick if yeah. the next one comes around because they don't know when this virus is going to end. They don't know if it's going to mutate, if it's going to come back every season. So uh, yeah, we weren't. The state was not in a good situation before, and I think they're in a bunch of trouble now. And I think. Uh, Again, I'm skeptical. I try not to be cynical, but I don't know if the, the government officials in New York are going to use this as an opportunity just to you know get more money from the federal government. Definitely, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I uh, okay, so I'm not a hoax person. This thing's definitely real, mm-hmm. right? It's definitely real. People are definitely getting sick. Yeah. Um, 
again, I think it was overblown, over-exaggerating. This shit's yeah. way too crazy. Yeah. But... It is kind of a weird coincidence that like they've been trying to take down Trump for fucking since he got in there. He had the, this this he had the economy going. Mm-hmm. Uh, unemployment was low, and this uh, pandemic has affected what two things most of all: the economy and un- unemployment. Mm-hmm. So I I have to think there's something going on in there that's just so wacky. Something's going on like other than yeah. just people are getting sick. I yeah. have to think. I don't. Read or like mm-hmm. look into shit mm-hmm. too deep, but it just don't feel right. It don't feel right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like I said. I think in general, politicians use tragedies or stuff like this to their advantage. So I think definitely the uh, the people who want Trump out are gonna use that this to their any advantage they can. And uh, you know, pr- Trump at the very beginning, his messaging was, yeah, this is a real thing. We should take measured response to it. Uh, but it's not going to kill everyone. Just be calm, you know? And when he wanted to do stuff like shut down travel from China, which would be, based off the information we have, would have been a reasonable thing. Like, everyone was up in arms, and their their reaction was like, no, everything's fine. Go out and do blah, 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 and just have a party and stuff like that. And um, But then I think once they started to realize that um, this is something that they don't know about, something they don't know the details of, um, and they can use it as a as a tool to control it and to, to go against uh, Trump. Uh, yeah. they, they just basically went from oh everyone do anything they want to to now uh, everything needs to be shut down. Everything needs to be super cautious. Yeah. And they're getting these uh, uh, Antifa types like them <laughs> to uh, really push that everyone has to stay inside and everyone yeah. can't do anything. And if you uh, uh, if you're going outside and you're not wearing a mask, you're going to spread this thing to everyone. You're, you're a murderer. Die. Yeah, exactly. You're a murderer. Yep. And plus, people love telling other people what to do. So if you're out there without a mask, someone is would love to tell you that you're supposed to be wearing a mask yeah. or stand over here yeah. or stand over there. Yeah. Um, when Trump wanted to shut down, um, you know, flights or, 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 or people coming from China, mm-hmm. when this they call them um, what a Zionist? What's the word for someone oh. who's racist against a whole country? Oh. Uh What's the it's word? like anti-Zionist or Zionist. Oh, uh, I, I could call it also all the time. Xenophobic. Xenophobic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, they yeah. call them xenophobic. Yeah. It's just, it's fucking crazy. No. It's fucking crazy. It's, it's, you get called that all the time? Who, oh, yeah. My family members call me xenophobic. Against what country? Okay, so here's the thing. So for me, <laughs> wait, wait, can I just stop for a second? When, when I ask someone a question and they stop and they say, "Hey, wait, here's the thing. Put your seatbelt on." No, it's, it's not. It's not a super edgy take, but like I said, I don't go somewhere unless I'm invited there. Uh, at, the, at the flip side, I'm I'm a super. Uh, my my parents are from India. Uh, I was born here and raised here. Um, I think they, you know, they have say different cultures like different things, and all are, are into different things like yeah. ways of behaving, or whatever. Indians are known to be very hospitable, you know. And actually, and now when I look about it, I think it makes sense because we think of like all the jobs Indians in America take. It's all very hospitable. They work at hospitals. They, you know, work the Seven Eleven. They are your cab drivers or like in that industry. They they own hotels. Mm. You know? um, I'm like, okay, that's probably why a lot of Indians take up those type of roles. For me, I'm very hospitable. I think New York is like my home, right? So when people come from other places, I want to make sure that. They are having a good time. Whenever someone comes from New York, oh, I'm here, I'm visiting. 
I'm like, oh, I always say, welcome to New York. You know, mm. it's a small little thing. You know, yeah, yeah, because, yeah. You know, this could be a pretty tough town. You know, and a lot of people come here; they don't have a good experience sometimes. Right? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So I'm all into hospital hospitality, but at the same time, the hospitality implies a power dynamic, right? Where you're the guest and I'm the host. You know, and you got to be on your better behavior than you know. Obviously, make yourself at home, but yeah, when yeah. you say that. You know you can't really, really make yourself at home, right? Because like, living with other people, you know, sometimes gets a little hairy and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Best behavior, stuff like that. Sure. So I always try to enforce that, like the hospitality and the and the xenophobia are not contradictory to one another. Mm-hmm. You know, and in any, in some ways, they go hand in hand because it's like you're a guest here, you know, and so yeah. you better behave yourself and you gotta adhere to our customs, right? Because it's like when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Right. Yeah. There's a lot that goes. That goes very deep, that mm-hmm. whole thing. Not just that's a country thing too. Yeah. Like, um Okay, so I had I had mentioned before that I'm half Mexican mm-hmm. and I have aunts and uncles and cousins who live in Arkansas and Texas mm-hmm. and who are Mexican from Mexico. Yeah. Outside the house is an American flag. Mm-hmm. They came here legally, mm-hmm. worked hard, yeah. did it the right way, came in through the front door and they love Trump, they're Trump supporters. But I still believe in that thing, like, back in the day, like, you know, Italians and Irish, they came here, Mm -hmm. they became Americans. They learned um, American ways, American cultures Mm -hmm. and stuff, and I still think that's the way it should be. Oh, yeah. Now, um, if if I was a person, uh, if I had popularity or if I was in the limelight, I would get fucking killed for saying that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't think that's so crazy. It's it, it's not crazy at all, and it's like it's like funny. I was I was born here in in New York. I spent two years when I was really young, actually in India, because my parents separated. Um, so I lived with my mom for a couple of years. My first memories was, was being uh, like in India, and I remember when I had to come back to America. Like I was like, oh, I'm like kind of. I felt like I was a little fish out of water. I was like really young, four or five yeah. years old, whatever. But I realized I had these mannerisms that was like you know from my where my parents are from in India, you know, which is different than other states in India, actually. But then when I came here, I remember going to school and just learning the ways of behaving, you know. I remember, like, kids kind of picking on me or saying, oh, what are you doing? That's kind of weird or whatever. And you learn the ethos of being um, a New Yorker or being an American, whatever it is, yeah. you know. And that's real, you know. That, yeah. that culture is real. Like, I don't – I was talking to my mom about um, – about uh, this the other day about how like just because someone comes from India I'm not gonna like be friends with them and I, and, and, and in fact like I probably like this is I guess coming with a xenophobic thing it's like I'm kind of like you know I'm sure they're nice I'm nice I'm sure they were well intentioned but like when it comes down to like who I want to spend my free time with yeah I want to f- I'm gonna get along with you I know a lot more than some than my cousin who might come from India, yeah, you know, yeah. next month or whatever, you know, that's just the way it is, yeah. you know, and it's like I said, it's just real, yeah, that's that's just life, real, real. And, and that's what the Proud Boys, like, ever we, the only thing we have in common is that we're all from New York and we're all essentially effectively Americans, you know, all yeah. different races, all different uh, religions for the most part, um, ages very different also, yeah. but. Um, for the most part, we get along because we watch the we, we, we watch the same games like the sports and the yeah, movies it's... and the music and all that. Like when I'm watching your reading your listening to your podcast, I understand like everything you're talking about. So right. I'm like, what, what what is this? What's this person? What's that? What's that? Uh, uh, yeah. Cypress uh, uh, Hills or whatever. What like what are you talking about? Like, but yeah. when I talk to 
you know, my, my cousin, there's so much explanation. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. When, they're, when they're not from here, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's that it's, it's, it's real, you know? And, 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 um, we, sh- we, we are allowed to associate with the people we want to associate with, you know? Yeah. And also I think it's, it's, a, it's so many things that are just brushed with such a wide stroke. Mm-hmm. If I think this guy is an asshole, and he happens to be black or Spanish. It doesn't matter. He's just an asshole. Mm-hmm. I'm not racist against him. Oh, he's yeah. an asshole because he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's it's individual basis basis. It's not race, color, religion. It's you you base your your decision of a person on the on the context of the character. Yeah, exactly. Like Martin Luther King said. Oh, exactly. So that's another problem with what's going on in, in this country too. It's like you can say something bad about it. Like Obama was the president. I say some shit about him. Because I don't like him, but not because he's black, because he did some yeah. shit I don't like. So yeah. that's a whole other fucking thing. It, it, it's, it's amazing, though. It's, it, the more, the, as the older I get, it's like, I, man, it, just, it really sucks to be white in America, you know? <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's a weird thing to say because you're always, you always are heard the, the exact opposite. But it's like, it's like, can you even get into a fight with a black person? Like a verbal fight. Like, can you even do that? Like, because me, I know I can do that. You know, yeah. like I can get in a fight with anyone. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to call me a racist. But it's funny because when you get associated with the Proud Boys, and all of a sudden you're like a self-hating blah, 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 whatever. But like, I oh, always, I always enjoy that? that. Oh, self-hating. yeah. Oh, people call, tell, tell that to me all the time. I'm a self-hating whatever it is. And they just make up. Who they, sometimes they say I'm Muslim. You're self-hating Muslim. I'm like, oh, you're Muslim. <laughs> what are you talking about? You don't even about? know me. Yeah, it's just... It's just it's that's, just so. It's just. Great. It's so much. It's just so much uh, misperception, and it's like the narrative in their brain. They just can't get around that. You yeah. Know? So it's crazy. But yeah, it's just like yeah, if you're white, if you're a white male, can you do everything, anything in this country? I don't know. It just no, you way. can't. I was watching. <laughs> the, uh, I was watching a movie with my kids called. It's a new Scooby Doo movie. It's called mm. Scoob, and it's uh, uh, wh- who's the guy from Scooby Doo? The uh, the main guy, the blonde hair. Uh, oh, I. Uh, Fred, 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 yep. So Fred was fighting Captain Caveman, <laughs> and they were trying to break it up. And Thelma mm-hmm. comes out and says, "Toxic masculinity," yeah, and breaks it up. Like, this is happening Whoa. on a Scooby Doo movie. Come on, man! What the fuck is going on? There's so much of enter. I, and it's a funny thing. Growing up, I love, I love movies. I love music and all that. There's so much I like about entertainment. And I think it's a again, it's a cultural thing that. That we all partake in, yeah. But the stuff that comes out now, I just don't understand where what what the uh, what the angle is because it's 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 just I want to I want to watch movies that inspire me or or or, yeah. or, or, or or make me funnier or like you know or or just stuff like that entertain me without yeah. giving me your agenda. Yeah, exactly. Now I feel like everything has an agenda now, and just like this is not even entertainment. That's why when I already see a good movie, I'm just like, oh wow, this is amazing. This is refreshing, yeah. you know. And I'm like, I'm like. But also, I'm like, you know what? In five years, they're not going to be able to even allow something like this anymore. Like, I, I felt that way with Breaking Bad. I'm like, like I thought that was a really good show, but I don't know if they could do that show now because they would, yeah, it, it would be like everything would be nitpicked. Of like, oh, why, why is he white and he's his the bad guys yeah. are Mexican or whatever it is. You know, yeah. something stupid like that. But. There's so many of that going on too. We were just watching something. I don't remember exactly what it was. We were just watching something, and we both looked at each other like, what was it? Team America, oh, World Police. Great movie. We were talking about that. It was like, wow, there is no way that would be made now. Oh, yeah. It, and it, even back then, it was just, I thought it was just mildly funny and just great. And it, again, that's something that we could all partake in and we can all laugh at because 
we all, you know, it's, it's making fun of everything, right? That's why the Trey Parker, Matt Stone from the Crazy South Park. off limits to them. Yeah, it's exactly. Great. Now things are all of a sudden are off limits and you can't talk about it. And it's just like, oh, come on, man. Yeah, the, the one that bothers me is the uh, white privilege thing because I've never received anything for free. Yeah. I mean, I worked, I've been working my whole life. Yeah, yeah. We grew up poor. Yeah. Shit, I'm still kind of poor. I mean, this yeah. is a nice little place I got yeah. here, but I worked for this shit. Yeah, you know? no, you have to work for every inch you have, especially in New York. You got to be on point all the time. I don't know how that even passes in in New York. I don't care if you came from somewhere else, if you came from the Midwest and you're here, like we talked about the New York transplants and all that, or yeah. you're you're a native-born New Yorker. Everyone here has to has to perform, or you wash right out. You know? Oh yeah. It's easier living in other cities in the country by far. The quality of life is better. It's cheaper. It's easier. The work is easier. Uh, when you're when you're when you're born and raised in New York and you go to other places, you realize how much easier it is out there. And it's fine. I mean, this is like almost like the the professional, the big leagues, you know. Yeah. And the other cities are the minor leagues. And I, yeah, I like minor league. Like, like we talk about hockey. I love watching minor league hockey. There's, yeah. there's a place for that, but. New York's prime time, so it's like you have to put up or shut up here. You know, there's yeah. no no one's giving you a pass for anything here. No, it doesn't matter who you are, what yeah. color, yeah. what race, anything. Yeah. Um, like I didn't get my my job, my like real job until I was 38. So for all that time, I've been bouncing around oh, from yeah. job to job, struggling. Yeah. I, I was I was taking my kids snacks to work for lunch. Yeah. Like shit, I was digging through my car seats for change to buy a Monster Energy drink so I could finish out my twelve-hour day. Yeah, yeah. So there's the white privilege thing. I mean, it exists. There's some people that are like that, but no. you can't put everybody on that. Well, it, who has the privilege? Is it Hillary Clinton? I'm guessing those kind is of people. Like, yeah, I don't like, know. Like, but like, th- but that side, so to speak, is pushing this stuff. But you know who the worst people are? The white people. <laughs> Yo, white people are the worst people. Because you know when, when people um, you know say the N word and mm-hmm. media and, and it's black people don't get upset unless no. it's Al, unless it's Al Sharpton but he gets upset at everything. No, yeah, yeah. It's the white people that get upset. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's a small it's a small faction of white people that I guess take exception to it and are think that are speaking on behalf of everyone. And That's even racist me, by yeah. itself. It's just like they always say like, oh, you're you should be a Democrat. Like, why? I don't have any. Democratic, modern day Democratic, at least yeah. values. Maybe like the Jeffersonian Democrat or like a Kennedy Democrat. Yeah, but like it's what you're pushing now is like no, that's not what I'm about. I mean, my I came from a socialist, you know, slash communist, like you know, part of uh, India or or that or that type of mentality is very big there. Yeah, um, people talk about China and and, uh, and Russia, but India had a lot of problems implementing socialism, and mm. there are points in like almost half the country almost starved to death. You know, we ran out of we ran out of rice in India. You know, think of. <laughs> Th- that's wow, what, that's what a statement. What, yeah, that's what socialism will do to a, a country, right? This, things get centrally managed incorrectly, um, and then all of a sudden you have shortages, and it happens everywhere. You know, you can talk about Sweden, Norway, and all those places that are, are so-called socialism, but they didn't start off socialist. They started off capitalistic and rich, yeah. right? Yeah. And they're not going to – then only then after that did they implement socialism. And, I, you know, I'm pretty sure in 40, 50 years, those countries will be broke also. Venezuela is a great example. Yeah, exactly. I mean – what happened there? They they adopted a socialist uh, 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 government and they just went down the tubes like real quick, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, they I think they had the th- third largest oil reserves in the planet. And again, this is over the course of the last 15, 20 years, the country has been run into the ground and now they can't even get the oil out because things are just so messed up. And again, 
rich country, lots of resources. You think they always say, oh, you need resources to be rich. Well, best company, had, this country had resources, mm. and now they're broke, and now they're hunting, you know, rats on the street for dinner, and, you know, mm. five-year-old women, girls, girls, are prostituting themselves out, you yeah. know? That's bad. Co- coming so soon. Sick. Coming soon to a country near you, you know? Yo, if they're eating rats f- for lunch, they need to come to New York. Because them subway rats are huge. Yeah, big meaty <laughs> ones. My, I seen a rat um, just the other day. Um, I was at uh, Essex Street in the city. Mm-hmm. Yo, this thing, this rat, it was big, but then mm-hmm. it had a giant chicken bone in its mouth. Yeah. Just running on the platform. I should. I wasn't quick enough, but I took my. I couldn't take my camera out. It's crazy how they 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 just stroll through here and just like act as if like this is their home. And That's it. Yeah. It is their home. Yeah, but working this up, I mean, like it's just crazy that like those your those type of workers, the people who like keep the city up and running, like when all this stuff happened, like no one gave a shit about those guys. Yeah, you know? I want some hazard pay. Yeah. I want, <laughs> I want that hazard pay. Because those people who are working those networks, they're getting exposed all the time. And their, their job is dangerous before all this stuff happens, you know? Yeah. And now, it, yeah. It, like, you know, but when all this stuff happened with the coronavirus, it was like, we need to protect the... The, the the hospital workers and the nurses and the doctors and like you know I get that but like there's this whole other group of people that are we're yeah. all essential you know yeah, that's yeah. why I don't like these words when they say oh you're you're non-essential you're an essential worker yeah. Homo says that if you need a job oh just apply to an essential job yeah I'm like are you serious there's 30 million people unemployed in the country you know? yeah it's 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 fucking you, crazy you it's have a better enough. chance of dying of coronavirus than getting a job you know that's really what it comes <laughs> down to now you know. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, that's what I did. I try to just as a LARP. I try to like apply to jobs and see like what would happen. Like yeah. you're not getting anything. Like there's that one job that's on the job posting websites that got posted a day ago. Like how many people are, are applying to that? Maybe thousands. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody's jumping on that. It's just it's just so tone deaf. What what our leaders are are uh, are putting us through. It's just crazy. They're supposed to represent the people. I don't know what happened to that. How long you been on Long Island? You've been here for a while. Um, I was born in, uh, well, I was born in Queens. Um, I spent a couple, I spent like my earlier part of my life growing up there. My parents were uh, separated. So like, like halfway between Queens and Long, uh, Long Island, I was, I was, I was spending my time growing up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I lived in India and Europe for a bit. Um, so like when I, when I was older, but I mean, I always come back here because one, like I think like well, New York is one of the best places in the mm. world. Maybe it's just being biased and all that. Sure. And uh, Long Island also is a great place. I mean, I know a lot of people get sick of this place when they've only lived here their whole life. Yeah. But I like it a lot. And I think this is like, I don't want to say ground zero because that's a bad word. This, like, I feel like this is where the center of everything is going on. Yeah, right, right yeah. I mean, you're living on Long Island. You're an hour from the city. You know? You're know, you an hour from the Hamptons. You have beaches on both sides. You got malls everywhere. You're you know, not that far away from two major airports. Like These are things when you live in other places um, – um, you realize that people here take it for granted, you know? Cause yeah, you know, I never thought about yeah. that. We do have, like, everything's around here. We're, this is the first suburb, right? Long Island was the first Levittown, suburb in the whole... Right? Yeah, yeah first, the first suburb in the whole country. This is, like, the boilerplate or the the experiment of suburban living. And yeah. some people don't like it. I love it because you get the best of both, like I said, you get both, both worlds. You have fresh air. You can have a lawn. Um, if you want to, if you want a homestead, you know what homesteading is, where you're just like, I'm going to live on a farm and LARP as a farmer and be self-sustainable LARP. or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> people thinking you need to move to Montana and have like 
10 acres of land. I'm like, no, you, you can do all that on like one acre. Yeah. Land, you know, yeah. it's expensive here, obviously, because you know, everything's expensive. But if you, if you want it all, you can do it. Like that's what I'm doing right now. Since I have a little more time, since my work is not that busy now, I just expanded my garden in my backyard. And that's I'm great. Just, yeah. I'm just like, oh, my, that's like a little project. Let's, let's see how much I can grow to feed myself and maybe even others. Cause you never know. I mean, if there's a food shortage, like what yeah. are you going to do? You know? Yeah. I, I, if, the, if something like that happens, I'm, I'm kind of fucked, but I got my <laughs> guns though. So yeah, yeah, exactly. If I got my you guns. Would, I'll take someone else's shit. Exactly. That's what you need. You need to like either hoard resources or, uh, you know, raid, raid, yeah, be a raider and raid other people's, uh, resources, you know? Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's uh, that's, you know, that's what it's going to be. But uh, I'm gonna get more guns. But uh, <laughs> so you want to talk about anything else before I wrap this up? It's been about an hour already. So oh, I'll be I'm, I'm good for now unless there's other uh, other things you want to talk about. Uh, not really. I mean, we can get deeper into the Pride Boys thing, but I didn't want to get too deep yeah. into it. I just wanted to just get that major perception, oh, no. out there, the reality versus the perception thing. No, yeah. Um, I appreciate you reaching out to us. Yeah. I mean, that was very um, very shrewd of you, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'll take any opportunity I have to. Uh, you know, inform you guys and let us know at least what our my side of the world is is going through. And um, this is a good setup. I mean, you got here, and um, I miss it. I haven't. I've only done about two shows in maybe three in the past year. Um, it's just it just hasn't been really working out. I me, mean, my crazy schedule and everything. But I'm yeah. hoping to maybe start getting into it a little bit more and have a nice little setup here. So, got a beautiful woman over there, yeah. Brooklyn girl, moved to Long oh, Island. Nice. <laughs> how do you how do you like it? Come, I, I, yeah, <laughs> she no. says she feels like she's out of state. No, it's it's great. Oh yeah, yeah. She said it's like Nashville because it's so hilly. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> like I said, New York. I mean, yeah, you have New York. Long Island has everything, but then you go upstate. Like I was upstate visiting our boys who are in prison right now, and like it's beautiful up there. Also, you know, you have yeah, the yeah. Valley. You got you got lakes. You got rivers. You got skiing. You got hiking. You got fishing. You literally have everything here. The only thing that New York doesn't have. Um, is desert, but I don't think that's a, a big deal. You know, I don't think anyone's like wants to go to a desert. Maybe if you want to do some peyote out there and like you know yeah, yeah. have a have a experience. But other than that, I think that's where California has us. They have everything plus the deserts, but yeah, New York's in a better situation than California is. I think. Let me give a big shout out to my man Stan, who lives out in the desert in California. What's up, Stan? <laughs> Uh, Hyperia, where you live? Really? The wow. des- high desert? <laughs> That's crazy. What's up, everyone out there in the desert in California? Um, all right, so I guess we'll wrap this up. Uh, yeah. Thanks a lot for doing the show. I appreciate it, Yeah, man. my pleasure. For anytime. I'd come on anytime you want to. Getting, getting the truth out there is awesome. Now, what's yeah. going to happen is people are going to st- start hitting me up. Be like, yo, he didn't talk about this. You didn't ask him about that. <laughs> I read that this guy from his group was affiliated from that guy from this group and all that. So maybe if there's a debate in the future, was oh, that something yeah. you'd be interested in? Oh, definitely. Anytime. Yeah. I'll, I'm, I'm willing. I'm not too far away. So anytime you need me to chime in, I'm, I'm here. Um, you said you like music. You want to take us out with a song or anything? Outro song. I liked what you had earlier with uh, your other intro music and the outro music. I think you have good taste in music. So Okay. Whatever, whatever you think. If I think of something, I'll text it to you. Do that. Do that. Otherwise, uh, I'm looking forward to what the music is going to be. See now, see, see now, that's too much pressure. I'm, I'm going to start <laughs> overthinking it now. <laughs> well, that was me deflecting because I'm like, oh man, you put me on the spot. Be so much. <laughs> I'm going to go through my YouTube music and see what I've been listening to recently, and I'm going to let you. Uh, you know what? I think I have it. Wait, what do you got? You remember Fight Club? Yep. Oh, this might be kind of hack, right? Yep. Remember the last song at the end? Yep. Pixie's words in my mind. I know very well. Okay, could that be the outro song? Yeah, we're going to do it. We'll All right, it cool. 
right, guys. Thanks for listening. I know I haven't been consistent lately, but I'm going to try to get, get on that. Next week. Next week, yeah. Yes, I'll yeah. be there. If you, need, if you need a hand, I'll come. I really appreciate nice. that. Um, big shout out to all the people who are still listening, all, all the friends I made across the world. Um, all right, we're out. Later. Later. Thanks for checking out the Growing Up, Not Growing Old podcast. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Gungo Podcast. That's G-U-N-G-O Podcast. And listen to past episodes at gungo.podbean.com. Come